and welcome back to Common Man HQ, or should we say a TCM Grand Final HQ, because in the paraphrased words of Shane Crawford, that's what we're talking about. Yep. Step aside all other sports today because we have a complete footy focus and it wouldn't be a footy focused podcast without a footy focus to 40. A welcome 40. Thanks horse. Welcome uh, to you and, and to Frenny. It's uh, to corner phrase from uh, the great man, Eddie Maguire. It's uh, a big week in football. <laughs> what a week it's it's been in football and what a week it will continue to be. Now you've already dropped his name. Of course, he's always here and he is the other man of the common men. And unlike us, 40, we're experiencing the grand final week from a potentially victorious lens. Uh, this guy has ha- had his experience of grand final victories in years past, but this year his whole team polled as many Brownlow votes as Carl Amon. Welcome, friendy. Yeah, boys. Look, uh, <laughs> 40's always jumping in, horse. He keeps beating you to intro me, and uh, he's done it a few times now. He does. So, I'm going um, I'm I'm to welcome you. Like, I'm well, yeah, you know, no, you don't, because he's not in the room yet. <laughs> I'm going to say, well, I'm going to say, he's still hi, standing horse. outside. So we're not getting a chance to say hi. Like, no, like, Friendy gets the chance to say hi. He says so, hi to I don't both say of hi us. To friendy. And then you say hi okay. to, back to him after he's said it, hi it, to you. Oh, yeah, anyway, boys, it is it is good to be here with you. And uh, look, I loved. I, I can't wait to wet the Brownlow very soon, coming later in the show. But um, yes, in terms of polling, uh, it's got to be one of the lowest in history. I would have thought. But um, anyway, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> okay, then. Well. Up there, Ford and Friendy. Let's get in there and talk sport. This week in footy. And so we have changed the name of this week slash month in sport to this week in footy because it's all about footy today. And as we reflect on the last week and the week ahead. I I thought we'd start with you, Forty, to just um, run us through. You were there on Friday night at the G. Tell us a little bit about the experience. Well, from what point, Horse? Because it was a long journey up and a long journey back, wasn't it? It really really was. The longest I've uh, taken to get to the G. And I mean, we chose chose to go in the car and probably in hindsight, that was... An error, but um, we finally got there and <clears throat> we thought we'd have a little bit of time beforehand, but you know, it uh, wasn't to be, but we got there in time and that uh, was a great game. It was exciting to be there because unlike you, Horse, I don't have grand final tickets. So for me, as we coin this preliminary final, the common man's grand final. Yes. And so um, at least I was able to say I was at one of the final games, but what a dominant performance by Geelong. It was very much a dominant performance by Geelong. Uh, we enjoyed it. Friendy, as a neutral supporter, was it a bit boring? Now, boys, I've got a uh, confession to uh, talk about this evening in the podcast. Um, and uh, it's very uncharacteristic of me to do something like this. And I do apologize. Um, as we know, we're common men. We're common people. And uh, I did something <laughs> on Friday nights that I, I, I do regret a little bit. Um, obviously, we were all at the game, and uh, obviously, 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 you're at the Geelong Football <laughs> Final, correct, you know, correct? As a West Coast Eagles supporter, that, uh, that was an assumption we all made, didn't we? I, yeah, I wasn't. We all I wasn't that. sitting. I wasn't sitting with you in the bleachers. Um, I actually was offered some um, 
corporate tickets uh, to sit in the the, the members area, the, the medallion club it's called, and, um, you know, restricted access sort of things. And I just felt like I needed to share that because I, I lost touch with the coin man um, just for one moment. And um, I just thought I'd bring it to your attention. Hope you guys are okay. Um, and maybe, Ford, you need to hand that T-shirt on to me just for, just for the week. Well, it's still wrapped up in its plastic. Uh, this could be a great <laughs> occasion to unwrap that bad boy out of its plastic. But, Friendy, I could tell at times you tried to can I just, get back in touch. Can I just clarify? The guys might not be actually aware you, what T-shirt you're talking about. You're talking about the what lost truth. touch with the common man T-shirt, correct? Correct, correct. We, now, we did buy one and yeah. it's in its plastic. No one has worn it yet. Forty, can we just maybe say, this is the time? No, 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 no. They they are worth money now. We <laughs> oh, like what twenty dollars? They're, they're going to appreciate in value. I'm pretty sure. So we just want to hold on to that bad boy, keep it in the plastic, and and might be something of value. It might be something we can use. Come on, like Bitcoin as a, in the future. Maybe you could use it as a prize. Oh, <laughs> potentially we could. People could tell could, us how uh, they've lost touch. Like yeah, I just exactly. wanted, I just wanted to share that I felt dirty about it, and um, I'm just seeking forgiveness. Maybe you need longer to process this. Um, uh, well, Friendy, I reckon I could tell at times you did feel a bit guilty because I could just see sometimes you wanted you came out of the area, I did touch yes. base with us. So I was like, hey guys, I'm still how, here. How's it going with the with the you know? We came down. We came down to the bottom level just to see if we could get a better seat. But um, I was going to ask uh, Friendy nervous about that. And Forty's probably got the same question. What does the caviar taste like in the Medallion Club? (laughs) (laughs) Took the words right out of my mouth, (laughs) horse. A little salty. To be fair, a little salty. (laughs) Well, when they when they sprinkle it with gold dust, that can have that effect as well. So I get that. So true. Yeah. So basically you're telling us that when us hardened cat supporters scrape together a few dollars to get the seats at the top of the Shane Warne stand, you just rolled up, scored yourself some freebie medallion club Mm. tickets, which, and I, I told you off air, I did not know that the medallion club still existed. I thought that was something at colonial stadium in the early two (laughs) thousands. Colonial or Telstra dome. (laughs) Or Eddie had, it's had a few names, Uh, but there you go. Okay. So 40 back to you and me at the G on Friday night. Um, Yes. You you alluded to the fact that we did try a few different seats during the night. We Uh, did. (laughs) So quarter one up top, quarter two down in standing room. Yeah, three, I had my eyes on a couple of seats. I did, yeah. did have my eyes on a couple of seats for horse, and I and I said, no one has sat in them all quarter horse. We'll be good. But no, you didn't want to have them. I well, I my concern was someone, if they were really desperate, could have been eyeing off our seats at the same time, going, No one sat in them for this quarter. I've been watching, <laughs> no one's been sitting in it. And as soon as we sat down, they'd be like, mate, we were at the bar, we want our seats back. And that would just be awkward. All right, I just can't handle awkward. I just yeah. I was so, game focused. I was game hard. So we went back to our seats up in the top section. Yes. And then for the fourth quarter, we thought we'd come down. We thought we'd find Friendy, didn't we? we See if we could just 
slide on in. You yeah. couldn't get to me though. I was an exclusive area. When we were up by 10 goals, I wasn't as concerned or nervous about the game. I'll admit that 40. I could see, I've, I'd felt like I could even see the shock on your face when I was like, <laughs> let's just go in here. And we walked straight through. Uh, just two. Yep, just confident. Yep. Straight through level Plop, two. Popped herself right in the midst of a bunch of Brisbane Lions supporters. Well, to be, to be fair, 40 had brought out the fat lady had sung very early into the oh. third quarter. It was very clear. Halfway through the third, it was was very clear. It was going one way. Yeah. Look, and I bring this story up every episode, but that was a change in heart from 40 of 2007. (laughs) Well, maybe you've taken on the 40 of 2007 in this particular game, horse. Oh, no. I was pretty confident after the first five minutes. Even when scores were level, I was still feeling pretty confident, to be honest. My heart rate didn't get above 120 as opposed to the Collingwood game where it was between 132 and 162 for the whole game. I think that's, that is the that, indicator that I was pretty concerned. relaxed. Yeah. I'll, I'll tell you what, two teams watching on uh, Friday night who wouldn't have been impressed with Brisbane would be Richmond and Melbourne. They'd be kicking themselves that they didn't beat Brisbane after the way that they played on, on Friday night. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. They, 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 uh, they gave everything for their first two finals and um, didn't turn up. <laughs> Or maybe Geelong was just too good. Who knows? uh, It was certainly a great vibe. It was certainly a great vibe horse. You know, we enjoyed in the medallion club for a little bit, let a few go-cats rip uh, in (laughs) in that particular area. And then we wandered down down to level one and just lapped up the last sort of five, ten minutes of the game, didn't we? It was was glorious, I would say. The vibe was glorious. Can I say something? I haven't been to the G for a long time, right? And so I did enjoy the atmosphere and it was, you know, 80, close to 80,000 people there. But what does bother me is obviously it was Brisbane versus Geelong, which means the only three scarves I want to see is Geelong, Brisbane, or I'll even allow Fitzroy. Those three flags. What are people doing rocking up in their Bombers yeah. scarves? I and saw Carlton scarves. Collingwood. Yeah. sense to me. Collingwood scarves. So what, what is, what, why do people do that? Because they're idiots. <laughs> <laughs> Look, if I was a up. neutral supporter, I'm not. I'm not turning up in cat's gear to an Essendon Collingwood game. Or no, no. Like I just think it's so weird. It's it's weird, and it's got to get out of our sport. Yeah, the two teams that are playing. That's what you're repping, or uh, no, you know, even or for... nothing at all. Correct. That's right. Or you could wear high vis. Shorts and, and a polo top if you wanted to rep the umpires. Well, I, I was sitting with a AFL umpire next to me, um, GFL umpire of the year, uh, three years running back in the day, Timmy Callender, Kevin 07. Um, so <laughs> he might have been repping the, the umpires. <laughs> That's right. Yep. So, Forty, you've, yes, you enjoyed this prelim final. Um, mm. Have you experienced other prelims back in the day, or? Well, it does. It does bring me back to 1995 horse. Oh, what? And, oh, really? Um, yeah, it does. It oh. does. And I, I'm actually, I actually have an entry from 40s diary. I know it's been a little while, what? but come maybe, on, bring it maybe on. We could share it. Maybe this is the appropriate moment to do that. A segment within a segment. I know it's a little bit off script, um, horse. Well. If 
if we're anything here at the common man, it's, it's off script. We, we do not <laughs> stick to any plans. So, uh, <laughs> all right. Okay. Br- let, we need to, we need to obviously roll the intro. From his early years, Nicholas was a sports fan who liked to write. Whenever there was a major sporting event, Nick would pen his thoughts on the occasion in his trusty diary. Decades later, these diaries have been uncovered and the world now gets to hear the thoughts of a young sports prodigy. This is 40's Diary. 30th of September, 1995. Dear Diary, it seems like Groundhog Day. We're here again. Another grand final for the Mighty Cutters. But this one feels very different. I don't want to put the moz on it, but surely it's our time. The Blues have had a mighty season for sure, but the Cats are due. And I'm actually feeling quite relaxed about it. As cool as a cucumber. As cool as Coolio, even. Speaking of Coolio, That Gangster's Paradise is an incredible song. I'm sure this will be the first of many hits for this guy. He's an extremely talented rap artist. I'm so glad they they used that song in Dangerous Minds, another film that's destined to be a classic. I know Michelle Pfeiffer is the star, but I think in years to come, I will sit back and reflect about the time Dad dropped me off at Village Cinemas and I got to watch household names like Wade Dominguez, Adina Harris, Rinaldi Santiago, and Marisela Gonzalez star in their first feature film. Anyway, back to the footy. Uh, another night for Gaz, Riccardi to dominate on the wing and Diesel to do his hammy in the first quarter. Cuts by 30 points, 40 platinum recommendation. Cannot wait. Yours in premiership anticipation, 40. Oh, come on. <laughs> how old were you in 95, Ford? I was 13 years old. I was uh, quite the uh, <laughs> linguist. You you were a big fan of Dangerous Minds by the sound. Of I was it. it's like you went to IMDb today and just picked those names. <laughs> yeah, I, I'll tell absolutely. you what though, it's good. It's good to have the diary back. It's been a while, Ford. Yeah, it, it has. has. It has. Well, we've had a, a brief sojourn back into 1995. We're going to return to the uh, the present times now. And and friendy, I thought enough of living in the past. Maybe. You could uh, continue our recap of the last week by telling us a bit about the Brownlow night. Yeah, ripping night, the Brownlow night. Uh, always great viewing. And for the f- first time in, I can remember, it wasn't on a Monday night horse. I don't know if you can uh, whip up the stats and when it was last on a Sunday night. Last year. Okay. <laughs> it's tr- traditionally <laughs> it's traditionally the, uh, the Monday night before Granny and um, obviously the late great Queen Elizabeth II's passing meant that um, it had to be brought forward to Sunday night. And um, it did not disappoint. In fact, I haven't seen a more exciting Brownlow count in quite a while. Um, it could have gone either way. There was about five guys that were were there or thereabouts the whole night. It looked like it was going to be a, a tie or even a, a three-way, whatever. Um, and the... Ultimate winner was the great Patrick Cripps, uh, former West Coast Eagles fan, uh, turned Carlton superstar. First time in the club's history since uh, Chris Judd. Uh, first time from Carlton that someone's won it. So, sorry, can I just? Sorry to get a bit picky there, but first time in the club's first time history. We'll since go, Chris we'll, Judd. We'll, 
First time, <laughs> first time in uh, at Carlton since Chris right. Judd is what I meant to say. Um, <laughs> just, right, just right off the tongue, that didn't it? Right off it the did. tongue. It did. It was. Wow, um, that's a what an amazing stat. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, oh, unheard of. Good on the good on the old cover, um, and. Yeah, I, I don't know about you guys, but I, I, I can't remember if any of us actually picked Paddy Cripps. Was anyone surprised by the um by the final result? I picked Paddy Cripps last year. <laughs> <laughs> I did come through, but um yeah. That, that would just I, mean I love Paddy. You're an innovator, 40. <laughs> well, correct. I was a year, yeah, I was a year ahead. You were. I was a year Everyone ahead. else got on board a year later, including the umpires, <laughs> but you were there last yeah. year saying this is the year. Uh, who did you, who right. did you guys go into the night thinking was going to win? Who were you? Who were you on? Uh look, I thought Neil probably would. Um, I was hope. I, I, there was the issue there with the Melbourne guys, Oliver and Petrarca, take too many votes off each other. Uh, mm. I didn't think Neil had someone like that who's going to be taking twenty votes. Um, mm. Same deal with Andrew Brayshaw, who I thought might have been a, a fair chance as well, just for. Again, being that number one standout player yeah, in the yeah. team. Well, I, I the, went in thinking Brayshaw was going to win. Um, yeah, but just fell short. What are you, Ford? Yeah, I was going to say the favourites certainly came through, didn't it? Often, sometimes the favourites sort of drop out a little bit. There's not really, but all the favourites were up there. And um, yeah, I think for me, it was Lockie Neal or Brayshaw. But when you talk about the Melbourne, like the votes, um, like, taking each other off horse. A similar story, I suppose, Dangerfield and Gary Ablett Jr. Both of them. But mm. then they were both able, Danger was able to win at um, Brownlow. What was the difference? Well, when I it was, when it was Selwood. Ford, I'd go back to... Do you mean Danger and Selwood? Because Ablett was certainly past his prime. Ablett and, and Bartel didn't were very close. When he came back. Back Yeah, Ablett back and Bartel. Um, and Ablett got one and Bartel got one as well. Yeah, sorry. You're right. Yeah. But but same thing. Those guys were competing, and you know, I, I still think Petrarca or Oliver could win one with both of them playing. Oh, uh, don't get me wrong. Certainly thought it could be the chance, but then early days, when you started to see they were taking votes off each other in the same games, yeah. or or was resulting in say Oliver getting one vote instead mm. of the two, you know, they start to add up pretty quickly. And twenty four and twenty five yeah. votes respectively. <clears throat> You know, it only needed a three to go mm. or a couple of threes to go one way instead of the other, and one of them would have won. Totally. Well, and let's not forget, too, back in 2005, when Ben Cousins won the Brownlow, um, Daniel Kerr was runner-up. Yeah. So two from the it, same club. So it it, it can it, be done. Um, yeah. Very, yeah. yeah. And what about the, um, uh, the Gold Coast lad, Miller? Far out. Where did he pop up? Took. Yeah. Oh, he, um, pop, I reckon he, he popped just... up last year Did he? and he stayed. This is the opposite of you being the innovator 40. Miller was all Australian <laughs> last year and he's continued. Uh, yeah, he was another all Australian right. year. But he wasn't, he wasn't um, certainly considered a chance to win the Brownlow. Well, I've got a strong chance. He's like, everyone's always got a chance. You're telling oh, me this chance. Well, he was, <laughs> he was joint winner for AFL MVP Ford. Yes. Okay. Not so with I'm, yeah. I'm really out of touch here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, speaking of Gold Coast, what happened to Matt Rowell? <laughs> I know he did his knee, but anyway. Jeez. Well, um, 
Anyway, well, there what was, happened uh, to Campbell there Brown? Was some... <laughs> <laughs> uh, Has there ever been a uh, a Brownlow vote like that though, where literally the last vote of the night won the person the award? Has that ever happened before? Yeah, that has. I'm trying to recall which one though. Like maybe not the very. Oh, you like literally the very, got very last three vote. votes. The last thing he yeah. called out was three votes. P Crips. I mean, there's plenty of times it's been the last round. Yes. But even in this case, it, I enjoyed the fact that actually it was the last game because we all remember yeah. we were watching that Carlton Collingwood game and it was the last game of the round and it was who mm, yeah. who will make top four, who will make the finals, all rested on that. So it, it wasn't just they switched the games around to read it out as the last game. It actually was the last game. Mm. You know, well, it's like, let's go down as like one of the best seasons ever in every area. Brownlow, uh, regular season, finals, like. Well, this week will be telling, won't it? Um, mm. So, but with, with the Paddy Cripps winning, how do you guys feel? Obviously, there's a bit of controversy that's um, come out in the last couple of days, or well, since he's won it last last night, two nights ago, um, about should he have been eligible? Obviously, there was that suspension that he got off. Um what are your thoughts on that, fellas? Do you think he should have been suspended? Well, he, he got off it, so he wasn't suspended. So, therefore, but, he's eligible. That's, well, yes, but the question is, do you think he should have been suspended? I think he well, probably... Well, no. I thought he should have been. I, I don't begrudge the guy. Good on him for winning the Brownlow. But to go from two votes just... to, to clear, um, as it said, and you'll probably looked at the same article that I have, Friendy, where it referenced Gil McLaughlin saying that they've got off on a technicality of a bylaw, basically mm. like it wasn't, mm. it wasn't actually the action that got, got him off. It was the way that it had, had been put in play by the MRP. Well, the guy, the guy got knocked out too, didn't he? Yes. And he missed two weeks or something. But why are we talking about this? Like the fact is um, we're only talking about this because he won. Hmm. He he got off the suspension, so therefore he's eligible. Why can't we just celebrate the fact that he won the brand light? What he got stitched up the first round, Paddy Cripps. He should have had three votes. Um, oh, that wouldn't have changed why. his whether or not he was suspended or not. And, and <laughs> no, four. I know, but I'm just saying, like the fact that we're talking about it, it, like we should be celebrating the guy. Oh, I like I said, I don't begrudge you. Know him. I mean? Good luck to him for winning, but. We still bring up even from like 1996 when Corey McKernan should have won the Brownlow and he was rubbed out and missed out. And well, I think the, the same side, with Joe. Joe Watson, he sh- he should. I I think that was harsh just to strip him of his Brownlow medal. The, the reality exactly. is, for um, the Common Man podcast, we're just struggling for content, so it's just helped us fill a couple of minutes. So um, <laughs> that's why we're, we're bringing- <laughs> if it makes it to the final edit. Oh, I'm not saying like I'm. I'm not so much us. Why are we talking about it? like why is the you know like the media? Oh, it's it's what, up, it's what the know, media like, does. You know, any yeah. any any story that has a bit of clickbait to it is a good story for media. It's just so. again another opportunity to pull someone down. You know, I Correct. say Correct. get yeah. stuff. Well, <laughs> on a, on a positive note and a heartwarming moment, I really actually appreciated his speech where he talked yep. about how much he struggled speaking in the media. Yeah, it made him really nervous. He was he was quite vulnerable with it all. Um, and I just thought it was a real raw uh, interview, and, and you know, it was great. I could see how much his yeah, how much his family loves him, and I think it's great. 
Yeah. Another guy from Northampton, which I believe Northampton has produced, could be wrong, Paddy Cripps, Josh Kennedy, and Geelong Cats bloke, um, no. Harry Taylor. Yes, Harry Taylor. Might have to do a fact check course today. It's yeah, been a while since I've had a fact check. We yeah, we might have to but have a look. Other notable Northampton players include a Jamie Cripps, a Paul Hazelby, Daniel Chick, Tarkin Lockyer, North Melbourne's Liam Anthony, and even an inaugural West Coast Eagle, Andrew Lockyer. But for a town of 800 to produce some seriously good talent. Um, something in the water. Something in the water. <laughs> anyway, why uh, Horse is doing some fact checks for us, um, let's go to some moments to the Brownlow that I thought were quite amusing. Every Brown, I mean, it's live television, which is what I love. So things are great. It was Gil's last night. And um, what I did find quite funny is when he would start rounds, it was, he was kind of in teacher mode from time to time. Did you notice that? Like when they were talking. Sit down. And He's no like saying, sit quiet. down, guys. Yeah, sit down. <laughs> sit down. Uh, you know, he'd say round 20 and he'd wait three minutes before they, you know, stop talking. <laughs> Everyone put your hands um, on your head. <laughs> well, I actually thought with the, with the Jim Steins medal, I thought it sounded like the crowd were being really rude when the two Steins kids were trying to share their speech before, obviously, the great Joel Selwood won that award. Um so, but were any any moments you guys can think of off the top of your head that you thought that was that was a funny moment? Oh well, I got a, I've had a few laughs at uh, Jeremy Cameron eating watermelon. Oh, yes, <laughs> that was perfectly timed. <laughs> the last second, he's uh, and he's eating it with a fork as well. So good luck to him. Is is that <laughs> he probably lost, he probably lost touch with the colony by eating that with a fork? I would have thought. But I think it was pre-cubed. On reflection, I don't think it was like a slice that you could pick up with your hands. It would be a bit sticky okay, in the old okay. fingers. Forty. Um, we, well, there was one moment that I don't understand um, what was going on, and maybe you can enlighten us, horse uh, and friendy. Was mm. uh, every time um, they would uh, Gil would read out a vote from Richmond, he always seemed to pause on this one particular player, Al Baker. Yeah, why? I I just thought he didn't pause the first time. He just said it, yes. and they all gave. These they're all like up and about. They were yeah, up and about. So, That's right. So then every, every time, time it was him, every time, yeah, it was like Gil was in on the joke. It's like yeah. Al Baker's no chance at all. <laughs> he, <laughs> he got five votes was, or something like that. He was giving the fans what they wanted, Ford, and uh, everyone was he up was. and about. It was his last time, Baker. True. It True. was his last his time. Last he's one. like, I'm going to draw out these pauses right from the get-go. I don't recall him being like, from like round one. See, Petrarca. Like, <laughs> no, 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 no. No, he said well, that We'll get to that forward. We'll get to that forward. <laughs> That's down the track. Will, um, don't, don't go skipping segments. Don't go off script. Don't go rogue. I did, um, I did appreciate uh, when Angus Brayshaw got a few votes. He would... Uh, play the upper class thing and just swivel the wine around. Um, yes. And I did appreciate the sunglasses coming out for a few Yeah, the players. sunglasses was great. Yeah, Libba, the, <laughs> the Bont. The Bont, yes. yes. It, was, um, it was very, very good. Very funny to say. Now, guys, can we, let's let's sidestep for a little bit. We're still talking about footy because this whole this whole podcast episode is about footy. Yep. Um, there's this talk at the moment where the presidents of all 18 clubs are going to get an opportunity to vote for the 19th club in Tasmania. Um, you know, 
it seems pretty straightforward that it will get over the line, I think. But I want to throw it out to you guys. Do you think that it's going to be clear that it will happen or do you think there'll be a bit of pushback? Well, haven't they've committed to actually building a new stadium. That's what they were waiting for. So the Tasmanian okay. government have come out and said, this is going to be the new stadium. And the anticipation is that that gets them over the line for a Tassie team in the AFL. So that's what's right. happened this week. Right. Yeah. Um, and I'm all for it. I feel like they deserved a team before Gold Coast did. Um, and they probably dwarf the number of members that they could get in a Tassie team. What about you, 40? As in where they should have one? Mm. I, look, if they can, I, I think it would be great. I'm wondering what would that mean for the rest of the scheduling? Like, are we adding in another round or like... Conferences? Everyone, everyone gets a, a buy once, a, like during the year, instead of having three buy rounds in the middle. We've had it yeah, before. Maybe. Yeah, We've had be... 17 teams before there was 18. We had 15 teams yeah. before there was 16. So yeah. certainly ways around it. And you would think Northern Territory would be closely after. They'd be trying to push, you would think, to be the 20th team. Well, I don't think they'll have enough money up I there. Thought, I thought um, I thought China was on the agenda. <laughs> well, the final well, frontier. Lads, <laughs> even uh, Tasmania have just uh, produced another uh, professional sporting team in the NBL, the National Basketball League, the Tasmanian Jack Jumpers, which caused a lot of controversy around their name, even made it all the way over to the States at ESPN. Do you think they're going to go down a similar path and just pick a random, well, not a random name, but a name that you just wouldn't put next to a professional team. What are your thoughts on what the new name of Tasmania football could be? Tassie Truckers. <laughs> Good one. They're limited in how far they can go in their trucks because it's an island. They could do a few, few, few laps of the island in the trucks. It's a bit rare. I think that would be potentially an option. Well, well anything would be better than the jack jumpers, wouldn't it? Oh, yep. I don't think the two heads would be. <laughs> I know I used that one last time as well for the NBL with the Tassie two heads. I don't think um, the it would be a great mascot. The, t- the two heads would be a great mascot. And they, yeah. they can't be they can't be called the Tassie Tigers, can they? Because obviously we're the Richmond Tigers. Correct. No. Do, do they have the rights to the Tassie Devils? Can they well, get it? You got the Melbourne off. Demons. Ooh, true. Be too close. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. I like the truckers option. Maybe that's going to be <laughs> well, where that's going. That was your. That was your option, forty. <laughs> or maybe that. Maybe the Tassie tugboats. <laughs> the Tasmanian pelicans. The Tasmanian Granny Smiths. <laughs> <laughs> Great sponsor. Yes. They are the Apple Isle. This is true. Tasma- what? Get rid of the Smiths then. They'd just be abbreviated to the Tassie Grannies. <laughs> Up the Grannies. <laughs> and and you, would, you would think they'd be green, yellow, and red, wouldn't you? Oh, we don't have any greens, do we? No. No. So no, green would me. be their colour, I would have thought. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that would be good. Yep, they can have it. So a few options there for us. Uh, it could be fluoro green. Fluoro green might be a good option. Oh, well, then that that would be like the umpires. <laughs> and and horse, oh, that could be blue. Of, the umpires could be blue. Ford, as we know, horse is a bit of a bit of a songwriter. Horse, do you reckon, would you put your name up to write their their theme song? Oh, I'd be all for it. 
I would be so keen to get the opportunity to write the Tassie theme song. Hey guys, can we just just take a moment here? Mm. Speaking of theme songs, can we just recall back to the preliminary final horse? It just reminds yes. me when you say theme song. We belted out the theme song. The cats, obviously, you know, yes. we in the game belted yes. out a couple of times. But then they brought one from back of one from the archives. Cat Attack, nineteen eighty eight. Friendy, nineteen and Friendy. Can I? No word of a lie. Horstead belts his out. <laughs> I would have been halfway home top, by then. At the top of his lungs, and people are looking at him, going, "How do you know these words?" And Horstead just owned it. It was, was lent in. It was truly impressive. It Come really on. was impressive. Did you record any of this, Ford? No, because I was adding my little, you know, go cats, cat attack, <laughs> go cats. Exactly. You weren't coming in on the chorus? That's it. <laughs> anyway, sorry to sidetrack there, but I just thought I, it reminded me. They, I did they have can't a be any worse. Of it. <laughs> they can't be any worse than the Frio theme song. So, you know, they'll at least be the second worst theme song if it's no good. Well, hey. I don't mind Frio's. What about, you know. GWS, the last group to get a theme song, and they got um, the trumpet player from the Cat Empire to, to write it, and it's an absolute ripper. Oh, I reckon that Giants is one of the best in the league. Yeah. How does it go, horse? <laughs> that's that's all you need to know. Gold, Gold Coast good. Suns is, is pretty rubbish. Oh, it, yeah. It's Actually, it's not quite memorable at all, Gold Coast Suns. It would be down there with Frio's, I reckon. They don't win enough games mm. To, mm. To, to know it. Oh, that's true. Da, 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 da. There's like a trumpet riff at the start of that one as well. I feel like we've uh, we've really gone off. We've really <laughs> we've really rung this segment out, haven't we? We have. Um, look, I'm going to rein it in. We're going to get back to Saturday's game, the grand final, and like we haven't actually spoken predictions. When we did our predictions last episode. We ended up with a Geelong Melbourne grand final. Now, we didn't get anywhere near that in terms of Melbourne coming to the party, but we've got Geelong there at last. And so it's Geelong and Sydney, obviously. I'm, first of all, going to ask you guys who's going to win and the margin, and then we'll talk Norm Smith. So, Friendy, who's taking home the Premiership Cup this year and by how much? Yep. Look, I want to preface by saying I will be supporting you boys on Saturday by going for the Cats, um, but in the dude, in the Medallion Club, <laughs> no, unfortunately, won't be there. I'm sorry to say. Okay. Um, but I do actually think Sydney are going to get up. Um, I just think uh, Sydney are, are just priming themselves that you know they let Collingwood come back, but. You know, Geelong have won 15 straight or 16 straight, and you just wouldn't want to play bad on the last day of September. Um, I think Sydney get up by 10 points. Uh, so are you wanting me to say my Norm Smith now, or do you want to go other No, we'll, go, we'll get 40. Yep. Well, I have to go with my team, horse, obviously. Yes. But course. I do agree with Friendy. Sydney, for the whole final series, have been, for me, the danger team. Yeah. And... Uh, for us meeting them in the grand final, I think it's going to be a really cracker of a game, mm. but I'm going to predict Geelong getting up in a close one, 20 points. Oh, I like it. Very close. I was going to say Geelong by 18 points. Like mm. it'll be close enough that we're on edge for most of the game. Yeah. But at the same time, they will be just a, kick away a little bit. A couple of goal quarter. margin there. Yeah. 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 
Yeah. And for me as a neutral fan, I just want, I want a draw. I want extra time. As a neutral fan, that's what I want. Okay. That would be epic. You want, as long as Geelong wins. As long you as Geelong wins, I'm happy to go to extra time. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> uh, so. The norm. The norm. Forty, you can have first crack at Normie this time. Well, horse, horse uh, last week I, I said danger. He, you did. He's got to step up. He's got to step up. And he did. But I think it's going to, it's rare for the, you know, the best on to be also the best on the following week. Yep. So I predict Geelong will win. I'm going to say Jeremy Cameron's going to be the norm. He's going to kick, kick a few goals and he's going to, you know, get up the ground, get a few touches. Uh, I think he's going to have to kick some goals because Tomahawk could have his uh, hands full. Fair call. Fair call. Looks like Dane Rampey will take Jezza, which means he will have the size uh, differential over him. And uh, it will be a case of him running up and down, putting some Ks into him. Friendy, who's going to win the Norm Smith? I'm guessing a Sydney yeah, I will guy. Say f- well, I will say Ford, if John do win, I agree with you, actually. I think Jezza Cameron, he, he was a bit quiet in the prelim, so I think he's he'll fire up. Um, yep. I actually, I'm going old school, guys. Sydney to win by 10 points. Buddy Franklin to win the Coleman. The Coleman, the Coleman the, medal. Uh, wow, that's what's incredible. The, what's the best on call? Norm, <laughs> Norm, Norm Smith. Smith. Norm Smith. Old Norm. Norm. So, um, buddy, friend, a, I think I think how many kick, goals would he have to kick? I think to he's win kicking it. five. He'll kick five on the weekend, and that's enough to win the norm. You reckon? Mm-hmm. Obviously, he said he would win. If they win, and he kicks five, hundred percent, because he, he'll be he'll be a match winner. So, look, side note and slight distraction here, but Buddy has signed an extension with Sydney. Mm. Has he? Yes. Yes. Saw. One more year. Yep. Uh, first things first. They, on the Sydney socials, they just posted um, one more and people dis, uh, misinterpreted it that it meant one more game oh, for Buddy and then he was retiring. <laughs> they meant one more year, so they had to clarify that. And I've also read how, you know, Buddy did point out to all the naysayers, uh, you didn't think I'd last this whole contract. Well, you know, I've proven you wrong and I'm going another year on top of that as well. Because do you remember yeah. when he signed that? 10 million mm. over nine years. Everyone was like, oh, he'll be 35, mm. 36 at the end of that. Mm. He's not reaching mm. that, but he has. Yep. And, and he's he still playing on. well. That's it. We've, uh, oh no, I haven't given my Norm Smith prediction. <clears throat> so mm. uh, look, I still think Patty's the obvious one. Danger to step up. I think he can get best on ground two weeks in a row and buck the trend. Okay. Yeah. But, wow. But my uh, smoky that I'll throw out there is actually Mark Blitzalves, who is he is becoming more and more appreciated for what he does out on the field. And I think he'll play a big role um, back up rock, but also a starting mid. He'll probably um, end up playing on someone like a, a Luke Parker or, you know, you, it's not out of the question to see him trying to nullify Callum Mills or something ridiculous like that, as well as playing the ruck. So yeah, anyway, I'm putting imagine that if, one out there. Imagine if Tyson Stengel win for Norm. What a what amazing season that would Absolute be. Absolute fairy tale that one would be. Well, and and I like your prediction, horse, on the Blitzars and and on Mark. And shout out to the Blitzars family as Sarah is about to start her World Cup campaign with Australian mm. Opals. She's a longtime listener of ours. Um, and Chris, the uh, the old brother out, mate. What are you What are you doing? All right. He's he's yeah, uh, playing, playing in a World Cup three on three World Cup actually. Well, so, he is actually yes. So thank shout you very out much, Blitzars family. Friendy, you geez, well, you like, should know that, friend. 
Yeah, I've got to say, I, I heard I heard Sarah being interviewed on uh, 774 on Saturday morning, so that's how I knew that one. Oh, there you go. Well played. Was it interviewed by Marg? Of course. Margie? That's Margie SEN. On there. <laughs> <laughs> that's SEN, sorry. Well, look, I think, we, I think we've been through a lot here. We've gone from uh, 1995 uh, back to present day. We've talked prelims. We've talked Brownlow. We've talked Tassie. We've talked all our grand final predictions. And so we're going to leave it here for this week in footy. Well, we said we were going to do it. Keep it footy focused. It's been a short and sharp one, but here we are. We're already at the end of our grand final edition of the common man. Now, usually I'd be hitting up Friendy to ask how our merch is going, but this time I'm not going to Friendy because we all know the answer. Um, instead, as we leave today, I've got a question for each of you uh, with a nice brief one sentence answer, answer, please. I'm going to answer this one first though. And the question is favorite story of the 2022 AFL season. What is your favorite story from this footy season? I'm going to start and mine isn't going to be a one sentence answer. It's just going to be a, a quick, short, sharp um, story from the weekend. And I'm not sure if you guys have heard about this, but the AFL and the MCG were taking phone calls and complaints on Monday because there had been a rumor started that there would be no pies available at the G on Saturday, except, um, first of all, all these people were like, oh no, we're not going to be able to get our pine sauce at the G at grand final day. What is the world coming to? There were people like, I'm packing my lunch. Make sure you pack your lunch. You're not going to be able to get food there, blah, blah, blah. And then of course it turned out the social media post that was, that was sent out on Saturday night, no pies at the G this Saturday was not in reference to, to the food meat pie. It was Hot to pies. the Collingwood. It was, Hot pies. <laughs> it was the Collingwood magpies. And people had misinterpreted this and caused the stink thinking there'd be no pies at the G on Saturday. Sorry, I just found that's my that's my story of 2022. Um, some people. Friendy, have you got something for us? What's your favorite part of uh, the AFL season? Oh, jeez. Yeah, this might be a bit boring, but I I can't remember a better final series than this one yeah. in a long time. Um, I know it's a bit more of a serious thing, but I've just loved every finals game. The only blowout we've had was the game we went to, which was Geelong-Brisbane. So, um, yeah, I've loved the final series. That's probably my, my thing. Ford? Yeah, it has been. I agree with you. Um, friendy. It's been even just watching the teams that aren't your team. It's been so entertaining. Um, I would probably go a similar track and say the fact that Geelong has won 15 games in a row and could make it 16 in a row, that mm. for such a tightly contested season, that is absolutely remarkable. So that's probably one of my favorite stories. And then another one, just really quickly, Horse, yep. is Gil's <laughs> final act. Final act. Oh, yes. He's doing it for the common man, the common people, men and I, women. Yep. I know what he's doing. Removing the, the song songs after up. the goal. Yep. I think Thank that's you. fantastic because it's just ridiculous. Hold on. Well, so what's he, what's he removing? 
the you know they play the songs and sweet home alabama and my sharona and it's like come on guys like let's just you know let's enjoy the game in its purest form we don't need this ramble you know you want to talk, turn to your mate and go how good was that you know like how good was danger burst through and maxi Holmes, you know put on that kick and when they've got like blaring through the speakers. So just to interrupt, we've had a random, I've got a random thing popped up. It says Google Pixel 6 Pro has entered the waiting room. Wow. I I may have invited a special guest to join us, Horse. I reckon it would be worth your while. Uh, Do we want to admit? This person. We'll admit this person. I reckon. Okay, look out. I I thought it was going to be a flasher, but we'll wait and see. Oh, it's Frizzy. Well, look who it is. It's our social it's media s- man. The global social media manager. Hello. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks thanks for joining us, Frizzy. We've we've already gone through and done our tips for the grand final. Do you want to chuck in a tip while we're uh, in wrap-up mode? Yeah, I'm going Geelong. Geelong by 24. Ooh. Nice. And who's Ooh. your norm? Who's Mr. Norm? Uh, danger. Oh, horse went the same. Well, I sort oh, of, I sort of did. I also chucked in blitz halves. Well, true. Yeah, but true. When, you went with, you can't go two people. Yeah, you can't true. pick two people. Okay, well, true. Let's, yeah. true, 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 true. <laughs> you went danger. Come on. Hey, Frosty, they were ripping into us before because basically most <laughs> individuals beat West Coast at the Brownlow. Yeah, that was a bit disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> If we haven't had a bad year, I just need to get hit while we're down. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> the icing on just the cake. Kick while they're down. Nice, nice. Anyway, boys, I thought I'd just get Fryzy in for the last Sayonara, and uh, Horse, you can wrap up now. <laughs> okay, thank you. Well, <laughs> it's, been a, it's been a ride. Uh, I'll be honest, there's going to be a lot of editing involved. We'll see where we end up. But thanks for joining us for another Common Man, and we'll catch you very soon. And bye-bye for now. Some highlights from a segment that didn't quite make the cut. Do you remember Willie, Forty? No, I don't. Okay. Well, <laughs> I don't know. But I played with a guy playing Forty back in my Leopold GFL playing days. Ahmet, Ahmet. Well, let's not let's not forget uh, Brisbane Lions sixty-five gamer Danny Dickfuss. This is this is this yep. is uh, an epic fail. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>